Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today we are on part four of a six-part series on how to start your business. If you have not yet listened to the first three parts of the series, I would highly recommend going back and listening. Part one, we talked all about 10 different signs that it's actually time for you to start your business. So how to know if it is a clear sign, if you're receiving clear signs from the universe that it's time to push the start button on your business. Part number two, we talked all about gaining clarity and direction in your business. So if you are somebody that is like, okay, I kind of know the direction I want to go, but I'm not quite sure. This is going to be a really good one for you to gain clarity on what it is that you want to do inside your business. Part number three, we talked all about the foundational steps to growing a business. So all things legal and financial. We talk LLCs, registering your business and biz bank accounts. That's a really important one. Make sure that you don't miss that one. So in today's episode, we're talking all things confidence, how to build up the confidence to put yourself out there as a business owner to finally say, I have something to offer. I know this is something that a lot of people really struggle with. So I absolutely wanted to make sure to include this in the series because I think it's such a crucial part of stepping into your own power, not only as a business owner, but as a human as well. I really believe that running and growing a business is a really big self-development journey. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be without its challenges and stepping into your confidence is and can be certainly one of them. So before we dive into today's episode, I have some updates. I am in such a good mood because you know what I just did? I just booked a ticket to Greece to go on a climbing trip in October of this year. This is something that's been on my bucket list for a really long time, and I'm a projector in human design, so my strategy is to wait for the invitation. So I actually set the intention about a week ago that I was like, okay, I want to do a bigger international climbing trip. Like, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to go do this. I, you know, I'm now single. I work for myself. I have a lot of flexibility. So this is something that I want to prioritize and start to travel more again now that things are opening back up and going to some of these climbing destinations that have been on my list for quite a while. And I kid you not, a week later, my friend texts me and is like, hey, do you want to like meet up in Spain? And then we kind of keep the conversation going. And I was like, wait, what if we went to Greece instead? And he ended up agreeing. So we're going. I'm going to Greece. I'm so excited for this. Uh, I think it really points to the fact that like for me, having fun is so integral in my life and in my business. It's so easy to get caught up in those day-to-day activities where you're like, okay, I'm doing the client calls and then I'm launching this thing and then what's coming next and then you kind of forget to actually live. So this is one of those moments where I was like, okay, we're living. Like this is what it's all about, right? Like going on these big fun adventures where you're going to make a ton of memories. There's probably going to be a lot of uncertainty and unexpected things along the way, but that's what makes it fun, right? So I'm really excited for that. So stay tuned. I'm sure I'll do some updates leading up to it. I'm going to be setting up my business for when I'm off for almost two weeks. I think my trip is like 11 or 12 days. So I'll be 
I'll be deciding what I want to do with that if I want to be kind of online during that time or if I want to take it completely off. We'll kind of see, feeling up to the energy before that. So other updates, I have an energy healing circle, my first ever group energy healing happening this Monday on the 30th. The reason that I picked this date is because this is the day of the new moon in Gemini. So if you are somebody that has not yet been paying attention to our moon cycles, this is something that I've gotten really interested in in the last couple of months is paying attention to how this not only affects me, my energy and my mood, but also the collective. So it's a way for me to connect more with my emotions, what's going on. And I really think it acts a lot as permission to go through cycles. So there are periods of time where I feel really energized, really great and like, okay, yes, I could do anything. I can put myself out there. I'm pushing past all of these fears and limiting beliefs. And then there are other times where I'm like, I just need to cocoon. Like I feel, I feel like a squishy, soft, vulnerable thing. And I just need to like hide and protect myself. And these typically line up with the moon cycles. With the new moon, it's all about excitement. Let's set intentions and put ourselves out there and set goals for the month ahead. And with the full moon, it's all about release. What do we need to let go of in order to start to step into our power and maybe even setting some boundaries so that we can be more protective of our time and energy going forward. A lot of the times, especially when I work with business owners, it's not a matter of like, what more do we need to be doing? It's like, what less do we need to be doing? Where do you need to protect your energy more? Where do you need to set boundaries? Where do you need to step into your power and worth? So the full moon is a really great time to reflect on that. So we're pairing it with the new moon in Gemini, which is all about communication. And if you haven't heard, Mercury is actually in retrograde. And when that happens, communication, technology, a lot of things tend to get a little bit wonky. So we are using this energy healing session paired with the new moon as a reset. We're going to be pairing the energy healing. So you're going to have about 30 minutes of meditation, receiving the high energy healing from me. I'll go into any intuitive of guidance that comes up for each member of the group. Going to pull a lot of cards, talk about the themes that came up. It's going to be a really good time. You're going to leave feeling very, very restored, very excited. And then on the new moon side of things, we're going to be talking all things communication, releasing and letting go of control. I can already tell that that's going to be such a big theme for me that's been coming up a lot lately, not only for me personally, but the conversations that I've been having with clients. And I actually posted this on Instagram. I was talking all about type A person personalities and how I used to identify as somebody that really I just needed so much control and for me I thought that that was what was going to provide safety when in reality that was just an illusion and it was this way of like keeping me more and more stuck in that pattern and after going through brain rewiring and incorporating a lot more energy healing I've been able to loosen the reins on that control lean into surrender lean into trust and that has actually felt better than anything else has highly highly recommend energy healing if you are somebody that struggles to let go of control. Seriously, this can be really, really life-changing. So there's only six spots available. I think at the time of recording, we have three spots left. So if you are somebody that's interested in this, I would go hop on this sooner rather than later. And this is one of the most cost-effective ways to experience a high. This is about a third of the price that it is for a one-on-one -on -one session. So if you're curious what this is all about, come join us for this 90-minute session. It's going to be, it's going to be an experience. I will tell you, that it's probably going to be life-changing and I'm really really excited to be leading this energy healing circle. I'll put all of the information and you can book your spot, book yourself in inside the show notes. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. You can send me a message on Instagram. I'm at expand with Chelsea 
or send me an email, hello at expandwithchelsea.com. Okay, I think that's all of my updates. Oh, oh, I do have one more. Okay, if you're a business owner and you are struggling to know what to do next in your business, things feel muddied, things feel uncertain, you're just not sure what step or which direction to go, you're having a hard time figuring things out, things don't feel flowy, they don't feel smooth, they don't feel easy, I have got the most incredible freebie for you coming out tomorrow. So on Friday the 27th, I'm going to be coming out with my connect with your business meditation. So this is really important because our business has its own consciousness. Just like we have a consciousness, we are not here to micromanage our business. We are not here to tell it what to do, to control it. See how this theme of control is coming back up? We are here to be the steward of our business. We are responsible for it. We are responsible for giving it the tools that it needs to succeed and thrive. We're here to listen to it. But if we've never connected with it, how do we actually know what our business wants and needs. So I came up with a meditation to connect with the consciousness of your business to start to ask these really important questions. Because when you start to connect with your business on this energetic level, everything starts to shift and change. I have given this meditation to my clients over the last couple of months and they have noted things like, oh my god, I didn't even realize my business was feeling anxious. And of course, that anxiety is rubbing off on me. I had one gal that she was like, my business is upset, like is really mad at me for not taking action on these things. I've had somebody else tell me that like, oh my god, my business, no wonder it's not moving forward because everything is a mess. The entire back end of things is jumbled. It is really confusing. So that gave her a lot of direction into what she needed to do as the business owner to clean up some of that back end. And then everything started flowing after that. So when you start to connect with your business on this deep energetic level, you're going to start to see what needs to shift and change. You're going to actually have clarity and direction. So this will be coming out tomorrow. So make sure you stay tuned for this. It's totally free. It'll come with the meditation and journal prompts so that you can start to integrate this. And what I recommend for my clients is actually doing a longer weekly check-in with your business. So using this meditation weekly and then doing shorter daily check-ins just to see. You can use this meditation for your business as a whole or for any offer that you're going to be coming out with in the near future. So you can feel into different offers, ask them how they want to come through, what different platforms you should be using, what type of marketing you should lean into, if it has any other ideas for you. I really truly believe that we have all of the answers inside of us already, but we're not asking the right questions. So inside this meditation, I will lead you through the questions to ask so that you can sit there and receive those answers from yourself. It's going to be epic. I'm so excited to put this freebie out and I know you're absolutely going to love it. It's going to make such a big positive impact inside your business. All right, that is actually all of the updates. So let's dive into today's topic, building up confidence in your business to actually put yourself out there. Let's talk a little bit about why you need to put yourself out there in the first place. So, okay. Here it is, straight and clear. If nobody knows that you exist, it's really hard to grow your business. It's kind of like having a store, but then turning all of the lights off and like covering the front windows with blankets. And you're like, I'm here, but I'm not really. Like you're energetically not open for business. So of course people are just gonna walk right by you. Maybe they're gonna try to peer in the windows, but 
it doesn't look warm. It doesn't look welcoming. It doesn't look inviting. So people are just like, okay, I guess they're like not open. I can't actually see what's inside. So visibility, this is really what we're talking about when we talk about putting yourself out there. How can I become more visible? And if you were part of the expansion pact a couple of weeks ago that I did, this was a free series that I hosted on my Instagram, Close Friends, five days of accelerated business growth. We talked all things becoming visible with yourself first. So am I clear? Am I honest about what it is that I desire, my goals that I have? Am I allowing myself to step into that authenticity? Because that is the first step. If you don't do that for yourself, it's going to be really hard to put yourself out there to other people. So kind of just checking in and making sure that you have been really clear with what it is that you want to achieve and accomplish with your business. We'll talk about connecting back to your why in just a little bit, but this is really all about courage. When we talk about confidence, I think a lot of the times it, it tends to be this like big nebulous thing like, oh, I wasn't born with a lot of confidence, so I just don't think I can develop that as a skill set. All you really need to do is to have the courage to put yourself out there one time just one time. Because once you do it once, that's going to create a snowball effect. All you need to do is do it once and your brain is like, okay, that wasn't that bad. Your ego is throwing its temper tantrum. It's doing its thing. It's like, oh my God, this is going to be the absolute worst thing. I'm, I'm terrified. I don't want to do that. And then once you start to show it, that's actually not that bad. Then you start to expand your comfort zone. Courage is what builds confidence. Building trust in yourself, Doing things when you say you're going to do them, that's what builds the trust so that you can continue to show up and put yourself out there and take that courageous action day after day. Okay, here's the thing. Sometimes you got to do the thing to feel the thing, especially with confidence. You just got to like act like you're confident. You just got to put yourself out there and then the confidence comes after that. If you're waiting around for the confidence to come, it's not going to happen. You have to go out there and create it. I think back to my journey and I'm like, oh my God, there are times where I would post to stories. I'm thinking back specifically to the first time I ever posted to Instagram stories. I posted to stories and threw my phone across the room because I was like, I'm not listening to that. Like, I can't believe I just did that. That's so embarrassing. People are going to judge me. Like, I can't believe I just put myself out there in such a big and vulnerable way. I remember the first time that I ever hosted something live. It was me talking on the other side of the screen. I think it was like a Facebook live and I had 10 people show up and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to think I don't know shit. This is so embarrassing. This is so uncomfortable. What if I mess up? What if I get tongue tied? Which I definitely did. I always do. Like if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard it. And it's understanding that, okay, everybody starts somewhere. Everybody starts at the beginning. Nobody starts by doing these things and being comfortable with them. It's understanding that where am I comparing myself to somebody else's? You know, I'm on step one and they're on step 25. Where am I putting too much pressure on myself to have it be, quote, perfect? Where am I letting perfectionism trip me up and I'm not participating in messy action? Because messy action is what will grow your business the most, is having that tolerance for discomfort and learning through the mistakes, learning through the different things that go wrong, because that's truly the only way that you're going to learn. If we're sitting around, I mean, it's kind of like with confidence, if we're sitting around waiting for everything to be perfect, we're never, it's never going to happen. We have to be okay stumbling through things in order to get the effects and the outcome that we are wanting. So I will say, if you are somebody that struggles with confidence, remind yourself that I'm just on step one. All I've got to do is put one foot in front of the other. How can I take courageous action today? How can I step into my courage to build and expand my comfort zone? 
How can I use this courage to build confidence? And also reminding yourself that if you want a different outcome and you've been doing something for a while and you're not getting the outcome that you desire, you have to try something different. Because if you don't do anything different, you're always going to get what you've always gotten. It's all about, really, this is all about building your tolerance for that discomfort. Being a business owner, like I've mentioned, it's this massive self-development journey. Building confidence, we're exploring blocks to visibility, examining your relationship to failure to success, and allowing yourself to really see who you are. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? It's not really what other people are potentially thinking about you. It's what you think about you. And it's easier to just say, oh, I'm worried about what my grandma thinks. I'm worried about what my friends from high school think. I'm worried about what that random person on the street is thinking of me. It's easier to say that that's the issue than to say and to own, ooh, I'm actually worried what I think of myself. So it's getting honest with what it is that you truly desire. Asking yourself, what does confidence mean to me? Who can you think of that models confidence? This could definitely be your higher self or your future version. This could be somebody that you know, somebody that you follow on the internet, somebody in your life. What does it mean to be confident? Think of that person. Is it that they do and say whatever they want? Do they speak up for themselves and set really great boundaries? Do they do the things they're afraid of? They feel that fear and they do it anyway. They take action. It's that courage to take the action. Do they maybe dress in a certain way or they're unafraid to look a certain way? They express themselves outwardly. Do they not care about other people's opinions? Thinking about how do they carry themselves? How do they act? What do they say? And what do they do? I want you to have a really clear picture of what confidence means to you. Visualize it. Feel into the frequency of it. It should feel pretty activating. It should feel like, okay, like I'm picking up some of that fire. You could feel the fire in your belly. You could feel it in your heart, in your chest, in your head. That's the energy that we want to emulate. That's what we want to step into and embody. So when you think of that person, Again, it could be somebody in your life, or maybe it's that future version of yourself. Ask yourself where the gaps are between where you're at right now and this person that you're thinking of, this person that you want to become. Ask yourself, where did this person start out? We all start at the beginning. We all start at step one. Ask yourself, what would this person do? What would they tell me now? Back when they were starting at step one, what would their advice to me be? They would probably say, you just got to do it. Do it anyway. Feel the fear, know that it's valid, and move through it anyway. So I have a five-step process to help you build up confidence to put yourself out there. Let's start with number one. So number one is knowing your why. And if you don't know why you're doing any of this, this whole business thing, what is the point anyway? So anchoring back into who do you want to help? Why do you want to help them? Why do you feel called to do this work? I'm going to be really honest here. Everything else, that fear that you're feeling, is a distraction to the mission. If your mission is to help people with the work that you do, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can be a climbing coach. You can be a web designer. You can be an Airbnb host. You can make beautiful beaded earrings. 
These things are bringing people joy. They're improving their lives. If that's your mission is to bring joy, to help people, to help heal the world through joy, everything else is a distraction to your mission. I've actually been having this conversation quite a bit with my clients and in the mastermind that I'm in. So we've been talking a lot about body image and how it's so easy to get caught up in what we look like. To say, I'm not where I want to be. To look in the mirror and to just be like, oh, God, this sucks. To step on the scale and be like, yep, that's not, that's not where I want to be. And to have that weigh down your self-confidence. And all this really is, this is a distraction to what it is that you were put on this earth to do. This is a way to keep you small. I mean, literally, physically small in your body. It's a way to keep you from taking up space. This diminishes your power to show up in other places. And it keeps you distracted from stepping into your mission and carrying out that mission and actually helping people. So I'm not invalidating, I'm not belittling body image issues. They're very real. I've been there for many, many years. But when you really look at it, you only have so much energy and brain power during the day. What are you spending your time thinking about? Because if you're here to help a lot of people and to make a big impact, and you're allowing yourself to get focused on these things that they truly don't matter, then you're missing out on the mission. You're missing out on helping so many people. Think about how many more people you could reach if you just told yourself, I'm not entertaining these thoughts today. This isn't what matters. I need to refocus on what actually matters. So anchoring yourself back into why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? I mean, yes, you're doing it for your clients and the people that you're helping, but you're also doing it for yourself. You're doing it for this younger version of yourself that probably didn't have the help that they wanted. You're helping to heal this younger version of yourself by providing your services, by putting yourself out there, by stepping into your power and saying, you know what? I know that we weren't able to do this then, but I'm doing it now and I am here for you. So when you feel this discomfort creeping up, this discomfort of putting yourself out there, you know exactly the feeling that I'm talking about where you're just like, oh God. Like I typically feel like a little bit nauseous. I'm like, oh, this is just so uncomfortable. Like physically it's uncomfortable. It's also emotionally uncomfortable. I want you to treat that discomfort like you would a younger version of yourself, like you would a child or a really good friend. It's going back to being compassionate in your language. So you would be understanding. You would provide support. You would be comforting but you would also be firm in what it is that you're saying. So the example that I want to give here is it's kind of like, let's say a a child moves. They move schools when they're pretty young and they don't want to go to this new school after moving. They don't want to make new friends. They don't, they're just nervous. They're, They're afraid. They don't know. It's these uncertainty. But you know, as the parent, once they get there, they're going to meet everybody. They're going to have so much fun. They're going to make awesome friends. So your understanding of where they're at, you know that they're afraid. You know that they don't want to. But you know that they still have to do the thing. So you're loving and you're supportive and you're there for them. But you're still having them go to school. So it's being understanding and compassionate yet firm because of the greater mission. So when things like this come up, when this discomfort comes up, putting yourself out there, journal about it. 
why don't you want to do something? Get to the root of it. If you don't get to the root of it and you just stay shallow and surface level, I mean, that's not going to get you very far, right? You have to get honest with yourself. Don't just sweep it under the rug. If you don't make a change, you won't have a change in your reality. And we're going to get to how to identify what's actually holding you back in just a minute, identifying the specific blocks. But journaling, I mean, it's such a powerful tool. And it's one of those tools where it's like almost so easy to where I don't think many of us take enough advantage of it. So if you're experiencing this discomfort of putting yourself out there, ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? What is coming up for me? What thoughts? What different phrases? What memories? Where have I felt this before? Where have I felt this emotion previously? Who is this actually tied to? Who is this actually about? Because it's probably not about the current situation. It's probably about that time in elementary school when somebody threw gum in your hair. I'm just using my own personal example. (laughs) I learned this when I was very young. I was bullied a lot. I didn't know why. I mean, now I kind of know why because it it has allowed me to step into my power as a business owner, which I'm so thankful for. But back then, I was like, it's not safe to put myself out there. It's not safe to be visible because if I stand out, people are going to pick on me. So then, of course, as an adult, as a business owner, I'm like, well, I don't want to put myself out there. You know, 28-year-old me is like, people are going to throw gum in my hair still. When in reality, it's because I haven't gone back and visited that memory in so long. If I were to actually sit with those feelings, then I could speak with them rationally. That's my ego. It's, It's stuck back when I was in fifth grade. That part of me froze then. That experience is frozen in my brain. And unless I come back to visit it by doing something like meditating or journaling, it's going to continue to operate from that same frequency and emotion as if I were still in fifth grade. So try to tie these feelings back to when did I experience this before? When have I been here before? When have I felt this before? You're probably going to learn a lot about yourself. Okay, moving on into number two. Let's talk about identifying blocks to confidence. I have some really specific ones that I think you're going to resonate with a lot. So what does it mean, first of all, to actually put yourself out there? Like if I were to ask you that question, what would your response be? What does it mean to put yourself out there? And I think this is really important because everybody is going to have a different answer to this question. We all have different versions of what it looks like to put ourselves out there. And then I want you to ask yourself, if I put myself out there, what am I truly afraid will happen? What am I afraid will happen if I put myself out there? What is my brain telling me will happen as a result of me becoming visible? What have I already decided will happen? Maybe it's things like, I'm afraid that I'll be made fun of. Family members or friends are going to judge me. No one's going to care anyway. Somebody's going to ask me, who do I think I am to be posting this? These are all stories. What stories are you telling yourself? Do you have evidence for these stories? Are they true facts? Can you prove them? So your brain might be telling you that nobody cares what you have to say. Therefore, of course you don't want to go on social media and post about your life and what you're up to. Of course not. If nobody cares, why would I do this? But have you actually asked everyone in your audience, do they truly not care? 
Or is this coming up for you? Because you had a friend group in high school that wasn't very nice to you and told you that nobody cared what you had to say. Maybe they didn't say that outright, but that's how you felt. And that's what matters is how you felt in those situations. So ask yourself, what are my stories surrounding showing up and becoming visible? What do I think is going to happen? What did I learn in childhood? What was modeled to me? Maybe it's, oh, it's better to be seen than heard. Stay quiet. Don't speak unless spoken to. Don't put yourself out there. Don't be flashy. Blend in. Don't be a wild child. I mean, that's my story right there. Wild child. If you learned that it's better to blend in and to fit in, absolutely, of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable to put yourself out there. Of course it's going to. It's going to feel so abnormal when in reality, this is the true essence of who you are and you are coming back home to this. You were never meant to blend in in the first place and you have been living out of alignment for so long that that now feels like your comfort zone, but you know it's not. You wouldn't want to start a business in the first place if it were. You were meant and you were born to stand out. And this is you coming back home to yourself. This is you stepping back into your power, back into your authenticity. And you know what? It might take a little bit of time for that to feel normal, for that to feel comfortable again. But it's so worth it. It is so worth coming back home to you, to who you are at your core. Because this is who you were meant to be. Okay, I've got really exciting news. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard me talk about getting an IUD and having really painful cycles, but that ended this month. After eight months of incredibly heavy and painful cycles, I finally have found relief. Okay, so the product that I've been using, and I actually challenged myself to use this very consistently, once in the morning and once in the evening, guess what? It worked. I've been taking Ned's Balance Blend. This is a spectrum hemp oil and this has made a huge difference on my cycle. I've had a ton of stress in my life over the past month and I know that that wasn't doing anything in my favor and I'm still shocked because this is the only thing that I did differently is I just stayed consistent and I said no matter what in the morning and at night I'm getting one serving of this. So if you are a business owner, I know that you know that it's not a good use of your time to be spending a week or two out of every month in pain and down for the count. For me, this was actually ruining my productivity. I wasn't feeling good. I didn't want to get on camera. I was experiencing bad mood swings and I just generally was pretty miserable. There was a lot of bloating. There was a lot of cramping and that just doesn't really get me that excited to show up in my business. Your business is an extension and a reflection of you. So if you're struggling, that's going to show up in your business. Let's talk about some of the ingredients that makes this product so effective. Ned uses a base of certified organic MCT oil, which is derived from coconut oil, and this helps to maximize the extract's bioavailability for maximum absorption in your body. This means that all of the other ingredients are going to go further because of this carrier oil. They also use evening primrose oil, which is a powerful antioxidant, and it helps to reduce inflammation and promote balanced hormones. Red raspberry leaf is a staple of traditional medicine that helps to tone and nourish the uterus for a healthy pelvic floor and reduces menstrual pain. Think less cramping. Red raspberry leaf tea is amazing too if you haven't tried it around your cycle. Highly recommend. They use red clover blossom for balancing botanical that helps to minimize hormonal shifts that can cause mood swings. And lastly, milky oats and oat straw. This is used to calm and soothe and reduce anxiety and stress while still nourishing the endocrine 
endocrine system and regulating hormones. This product alone has 186 five-star reviews. I was reading through the reviews just the other day and I saw things like the only thing that helps for this time of month, this product is a miracle. And I absolutely want to add my five stars to that pile because this has made such a difference, not only in my cycle, but in my life. I'm literally getting those two weeks of my life back. So with Ned, they actually source their hemp flowers four hours away from their facility. So it is very local to where the product is produced. This facility is located in the valley near Paonia, Colorado. It's surrounded by mountains, there's rich soil, and they use biodynamic practices. So they're growing plants in a way that's in alignment of long-term sustainability of the soil. They handpick their plants. There's no industrial machines used. There's no pesticides. There's no mold. There's no heavy metal from the water. Everything is third-party tested, which is really important because most CBD and hemp companies, they actually don't contain what they say they do on the label. So it's really important to have those independent third-party companies come in and test and verify that that product actually has what it says that they do. So if you want to go ahead and try out Ned's Balance Blend, you can use code EXPAND for 15% off your order. What I would recommend doing is putting this on a subscription. You're going to save even more. You save a total of of 30% and you can choose how often you want this to deliver. You can do every two weeks, every 30 days, every 60 days, or every 90 days. I have mine set to auto ship every 30 days so that I never run out because I am totally hooked. I am sold. Anything that is going to <laughs> essentially allow me to live my best life, I am here for it. So again, you can use code EXPAND at checkout for 15% off. Be sure to check out the subscription options as well. And if you do order, be sure to tag me on Instagram when you get your order in. I would love to see what you ordered. All right, let's move into some of the most common blocks that I see holding business owners back from stepping into their confidence. First one is going to be imposter syndrome, aka I don't know enough. Who am I to be posting about this subject? I don't know enough about this. People are going to ask me all these questions I don't know the answers to. It really freaks me out to not have all of the answers. This is really tied in with perfectionism with wanting to be seen as the expert. I know everything about this. Here's the thing about imposter syndrome is you don't need to know everything. It's actually not a good thing if you do know everything. If you think you know everything about something, oof, we are in for some life lessons. I know that I was here during one point in my climbing coaching career. I was like, nah, I know it all. <laughs> oh my God, so brutal. The only thing that I know for certain is that we, all of us, we don't know very much. Like we know a fraction of what is available to us in terms of knowledge and information, a fraction of what the universe has to offer. It is always better to be able to refer clients out and to say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, to stay in your integrity and to say, I don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find it for you or I'm going to connect you with somebody who will. It's okay. And it is actually better not to know everything because if you're trying to work outside of your scope of practice, I know for me early on in my climbing coaching career, I took on clients that I was like, this is not going to be a good fit. They don't even want climbing training. They want like just basic personal training. And it was so much more work and effort for me. I was literally creating more work for myself by saying, yeah, I can do it all. I can do it all. And this is another reason too, why niching down can be so important because if you're trying to help everybody, you're probably not using your energy the most efficiently that you could because you're trying to cover so many different bases. And if you struggle with imposter syndrome, one of the things that I really like to think about is the 10% edge. You don't need to have it all figured out. This is really common too with healers 
and being on a journey to heal themselves, heal chronic illness, heal past wounding, heal trauma, thinking that they need to be in this perfectly healed place before they help other people. That's not true. You just need to be 10% further along than somebody else. You just need to be a couple of steps ahead because what you're doing is you're turning back around and you're extending your hand and you're saying, here, this is what I've learned. Let me help you. And it's much more relatable that way too. So think about, okay, I'm comparing my step one to somebody else's step 25. Oof, wow, yeah, okay. That's gonna feel like a big disconnect because we are so far apart vibrationally. But then think about it like this. If you compare your step one to somebody else's step seven, you're like, okay, I could see that. That feels doable for me. I could do that. You want your clients and your audience to see themselves in you. You want to be relatable. And if this is something that you struggle with, I highly, highly recommend writing out a list of what you have accomplished. Professionally, this could be with clients, things that you've done inside your business already. Maybe you started your business. Maybe you sold your first order. You sold your first package, signed your first client, whatever it is. Did your website, did your logo. So exciting. Or maybe this is personally. What have you accomplished personally? What things have you overcome? What barriers, what obstacles have you overcome to get to where you're at right now? List it out. Because unless you do, your brain is going to be like, we've done nothing. Oh my God. Of course I feel like an imposter because I haven't done anything. But when you write it down on paper, it's a lot harder to argue. And then all of a sudden your brain is like, okay, we actually have done some things. And that will positively feed into your confidence. The second block is Being worried that people are going to make fun of you. Ask yourself, get specific. What am I afraid that people are going to make fun of me for? What exactly am I afraid of? What am I insecure about? For me, for a very long time, I was insecure that people were going to make fun of my speech because this is something that I had to go and receive help with when I was younger. I went to speech therapy. I had a hard time pronouncing words. So I was like, oh my God, people aren't going to take me seriously if they hear me speak and I'm jumbling words and I'm making up words and we're just like rolling over it anyway. They're not going to take me seriously. They're not going to see me as an expert. And you know what I realized is it wasn't about them at all. It was more about me judging myself and understanding that if somebody else on the other side of the screen, if I was watching somebody else and they had something with their speech, I'm not going to think of them any less of an expert. So why would I think that people were going to do that to me? And you know what? Some people might, but those are certainly not my people. And that's what you got to remember is if anybody is actually going to make fun of you, those were never your people to begin with. And we are not here to please everyone. We are not here to put a smile on every single person's face. We are not here to work with everyone. You will never be for everyone. Remind yourself of that. And it is a good, good thing because the people that you were for, you will really, really be for. So what are you truly afraid of? For me, for a long time, it was easier to just say, mm, I don't want to start a podcast. I don't, I don't really want to go live. I don't want to be on the spotlight because what if I do mess up with my speech? So it was easier to shrink back and stay small. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like it's just not the right time. It's just not in alignment yet. But I was just afraid. So the people that are in the arena with you, the people that are actually putting themselves out there, these are the people that are going to be your biggest fans. And everybody else, everybody else that's not in the arena, if they're making fun of you, if they're judging you, 
that's their own projections. They wish they could show up like you. They wish they could put themselves out there. They wish they could be that confident. If you feel afraid that somebody is going to ask you what you actually do, who you are to do, what it is that you're doing, I want to ask you why you're seeking and looking for external validation on what it is that you're doing. Because if you're looking for justification on why not to do the thing you're doing, you're going to find it. Absolutely, in the early on beginning of my career, if I would have looked for reasons not to do it, not to become a climbing coach, not to quit my full-time job, I would have found them. But I didn't want to listen to that. I knew in my heart that my mission is greater than this. I'm meant to work for myself. I'm meant to change people's lives through climbing first, then through business mentoring. So if you're looking for that external validation, you're going to find it. But it has to come from you first. You have to anchor into what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Writing that list of all of your accomplishments. It's that 10% edge. And saying, you know what? I'm always open to learning more. Maybe I don't know everything. And that's a good thing. Because that means I'm growing and I'm evolving still. All right, number three is thinking that nobody's going to care what you post or what you talk about. So we've talked about this a little bit. Have you actually asked those people? Have you put out a poll and you've asked every single person in your audience, do you care about this, yes or no? Do we know for a fact that they don't care or are you just deciding for them because that feels easier? Because if you tell yourself people don't care, then great, you don't need to post to social media. You don't need to put yourself out there. You don't need to get out of your comfort zone. Do you see how this is self-sabotage? Not everybody has to care about what we're doing. That's not the point. Again, we're not trying to work with everybody. We're just trying to find our people. We're trying to give people a place to land. But if you never put yourself out there, you never share your story. Nobody's ever going to get to know you. Nobody's ever going to know, wow, okay, they've had the same experience as I have. And I feel safe with them because they shared their story. I feel more empowered to share mine. One of my favorite mentors, I've talked about this on the podcast before. If you are somebody that struggles with not thinking anybody is going to care what you post about, anybody's going to care what you talk about, it's reminding yourself that as a business owner, it's having this healthy dose of narcissism. It's saying, you know what? I'm going to pump myself up every single day. People love hearing from me. That's what I tell myself before. Every email that I send out, people love hearing from me. And you know what type of energy that infuses my emails with? Positive energy. And people do love hearing from me. Every time before I hit post, every time that before I get on stories, people love hearing from me. Every time before I record a podcast, people can't wait to learn from me. This is going to be so valuable. So if those are the things that you need to tell yourself, absolutely go do it. Because eventually, your brain will start to believe that it's true. This is brain rewiring in action. The more that we tell ourselves something, the more that it will become true. So make sure you're telling yourself the right thing. Something that's actually helping you move forward in your business rather than backwards. All right, the next one. If you struggle with things feeling vulnerable by putting yourself out there, if you're like, oh God, it's that emotional vulnerability hangover. I'm like, ugh. Like when I threw my phone after I posted stories for the first time, I was like, I feel physically ill. Like I'm putting myself out there in a way it's too big. It feels like it's too much. And this is valid. It really is valid. Those feelings that you're feeling are true. But that doesn't mean that they're going to help you. It doesn't mean that that's what's going to get you outside of your comfort zone. You as the business owner, you get to decide. 
and determine how much it is that you want to share and don't share. I have clients that share everything. And then I have clients who are more reserved and that works for them. And they're still, both of them are getting outside of their comfort zone at the same rate. We don't all have the same level of openness. And that's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to be the type of person that shares everything. For me, I'm a very open book. I definitely talk about things at my own time, pace, and speed, but I am very open. And of course it felt vulnerable the first time I started doing that. A, I was like, nobody's going to (laughs) care. People are going to judge me. People are going to make fun of me. I have felt all of these same feelings. I still do. But you know what I tell myself? My mission is greater than this. I'm giving people a place to land. It's expanding your tolerance for discomfort. Of course, it's going to feel vulnerable if you've never done it before. It's like telling somebody that you love them for the first time and you're like, oh my God, please, like, please reciprocate. We're so attached to the outcome, right? But if we took a step back and we detached from that outcome, I'm just going to speak my truth. I'm going to speak my truth and whatever happens, happens. This is how you build the muscle. You have to work that muscle in order to get comfortable with it. This is why you take those courageous actions. That's like going to the gym. Every single session, taking courageous action. And then three months later, you have some nice little baby muscles. You've done the work. You've built up that confidence. Remind yourself that it takes time. It's not going to be instantaneous. You're looking for those instant gratification jobs. Being a business owner probably isn't one of them. Okay, let's talk about what if I fail? Oh my gosh, what if it doesn't work out? Okay, then what if? What are you truly afraid is going to happen? What is your current definition of failure? Actually take a look at and examine that. Write it down. This is a really great journal prompt. What is my definition of failure inside my business? Only you get to decide that. Why are you putting so much pressure on yourself? Like your business, this one launch, this one offer, starting your business is a life or death situation. It's not. Also, if you're reading Women Who Run With The Wolves, reminding yourself that it's a life-death life cycle. So in order to put yourself out there, feels really scary. We got the ball rolling. That was the life. We put ourselves out there. That was the vulnerability. That's the death. And then comes the rebirth after that, the life, the expansion and the growth. It doesn't just end at the death cycle. We are constantly growing and evolving. This is the one skill set that you need as an entrepreneur is to not only be adaptable, but to treat your business like you're in a long-term partnership through the ups, through the downs, all of it. Because believe me, there will be those times. But you have to believe that after the life death comes life again. And after you get uncomfortable, then comes the expansion. So what if you fail? What does that even mean? When you keep it nebulous and vague, of course it's going to be freaking scary because you're, you're not even sure what you're afraid of. But when you get clear on what does failure actually mean to me, can I narrow this definition of failure? Can I expand my definition of success? Can I define success as learning and failure as never even trying? Well, then therefore, the only option that you have is to take the step forward. On the flip side, this next block I think is far more common than being afraid of failure. It's what if I succeed? What if everything works out better than I ever could have imagined? What if my business blows up and takes off? Then what? Oof. 
Maybe you're afraid of losing or shifting relationships, maybe a power dynamic shift or change. You're going to be operating at a different frequency because running a business is so much personal development. Your frequency can't help but to shift and change as your business grows. This is you stepping into your power. What does that mean for you? Are you afraid of stepping into your power? I actually had an energy healing session with a client yesterday where we really dug into one of their past lives. And the story that they had in that past life was they've always been powerful. They've always had a lot of power. But then they were betrayed by somebody that they loved. And instead of harnessing that power and using it for good, that power overcame them and it overtook them and they lost control completely. So in this lifetime, they were feeling fear surrounding stepping into their power because they had that narrative of that past life still attached to them. Being afraid to step into your power because the last time that this happened, it didn't, it didn't turn out so well. So of course I'm going to feel that hesitation to step into my power now. We were actually able to cut that cord to that past life, which was really amazing. So asking yourself, what would that mean for me to step into my power? What does that look like? If I truly stepped into this, what would change? What would I need to release in order to do that? Oof, that's a big, that's the million dollar question right there. What would I need to release in order to fully step into my power? What boundaries would I need to set? What would I need to stop doing? What would I need to start doing? What if I were successful? What does my life get to look like? There's a lot of uncertainty in this life. I mean, I've talked about this quite a bit, but control, it is an illusion. It can create this false sense of security and safety. It's this fear of the unknown. I'm just not sure what's going to happen. So you might as well lean on in because that is the only thing that we know for sure we can rely on is the uncertainty. Lean all the way in. When have you never not been supported in the past? For me, that was a really big change in the way that I do things, in the way that I think about things, is okay. I've never not made it through. I've never not been supported. Things have never not worked out for me. Did they always work out the way that I thought I wanted them to? No. But they worked out the way they needed to to get me to where I'm at right now. So why would this be any different? Let's lean in. Let's trust. I surrender. I surrender to the mission. I surrender. All of these things that we just talked about, all of these blocks, imposter syndrome, thinking that people are going to make fun of you, nobody's going to care what I have to say, feeling vulnerable, what if I fail, what if I succeed, distractions to the mission, all of it. You can and you will build the confidence to overcome all of these stories. These are keeping you stuck in fear so that you can never take action. And if you never take action, you'll never help anyone. And I know if you're listening to this, that doesn't sit right with you. You're ready to put yourself out there. Step number three is all about making an actionable plan to move through the blocks that we just talked about. So this could look like setting dates on the calendar, starting to hold yourself accountable, either internally or externally. So having other people help to hold you accountable. Side note, if you haven't yet taken the four tendencies quiz from Gretchen Rubin, I will link it in the show notes. This is one of the most helpful tools that you can have to get to know yourself. And if you respond to internal or 
or external accountability. There are four different types that you can get, upholder, questioner, rebel, and obliger. And these just really speak to if you respond well to having people hold you accountable to the things that you say you want to do. For me as a rebel, I am not internally or externally accountable. Thankfully, I am intrinsically motivated. So it's kind of just like learning how to navigate my personality throughout all of this and asking myself and connecting back with my why a lot. For me, it really helps to be and to say, I want to be the type of person that does X, Y, and Z. So when it comes to making a plan to move through these blocks, looking at, am I somebody that needs a little bit of external accountability? Maybe that's a friend, a family member, maybe it's a coach or a mentor to help me do the things that I say that I want to do. So what will you be proud of yourself for doing a year from now? Remember that there is no failure. The only thing that you can do is learn. And truly, what is more uncomfortable? Doing the thing or staying the exact same? Like, if you looked at your life a year from now and you're in the same exact spot that you're at right now, would you be happy? Would you be proud of yourself? And it's baby steps, right? We don't have to do it all at once. Your ego wants to tell you that you have to figure it all out at once. Definitely try to get to step 25 in three seconds and don't take time to actually pause and think about what you're doing or give yourself congratulations. You get to do it slowly. You get to take the overwhelm out of this situation. It doesn't need to be stressful. It doesn't need to be this big production. It's just putting one foot in front of the other. So I really like this idea of putting dates on the calendar because for me, if I look at the calendar and I'm like, okay, I promised myself that I was going to do this on this day. And what are my reasons for not doing this? Like sometimes, yes, you really don't show feel like showing up. Sometimes there are things that happen. Maybe you get in an argument with a parent. Maybe you, you know, have something happen where your dog got off leash and ran away um, and you had to go chase them down. Down or whatever it is, you know, all of these things that can kind of pop us that throw us off of our game. And it's okay, you know, to push things back a day or so if things like that happen. But when you really get honest, you're asking yourself, okay, why am I hesitating on this? Why do I feel so much resistance? I just got to dive in. At a certain point in time, I just got to do it. So having the dates on the calendar can be a really helpful tool for that. With step number four, so this is all about building trust with yourself. How do you build trust? Think about this in a relationship. So this could be a friendship, a romantic partnership, whoever it is. How do you build trust? What is your definition of trust? What are specific actions that people can do for you in order to help build trust? For me, it is doing the things that you say you're going to do. It is showing up on time. It is supporting me, holding space for me when I need it. And then you have to turn around and ask yourself, am I doing those same things for myself? All confidence is, is we're building up trust in ourselves. We are building up to actually take action on the things that we say that we're going to do. So when you show up for yourself, when you show up on time, when you write those dates on the calendar and you actually do the scary thing, you're keeping your promises with yourself. When you're being gentle with yourself, when you're feeling vulnerable, you're building up that confidence that you have in your ability to show up and to move through the fear. Don't skip this step. It's really important. I really want you to think about what your definition of trust is and how you can show up in a way to build that trust within yourself. Because when you trust yourself, your tolerance for different situations, for the discomfort, expands greatly. I know for me, because I have worked with so many clients at this point, I know that I could hop on a call with literally anyone, not knowing anything about them, and we're going to have a great conversation. Because time and time again, I told myself that I can trust myself to coach this client. I can trust myself 
to go into these different topics that aren't prearranged. Maybe I don't always know what I'm going to get myself into, but I trust myself. And I built up that muscle time and time again, and now I feel very confident in it. It didn't happen all at once. It was definitely a learning process, and it took a lot of courage in order to get there. So step number five is it's expanding your tolerance to the discomfort and then rinse, wash, and repeat. This is like a muscle. We're going to the gym every day, building up that confidence. Building a business isn't a one-and-done thing. It is constant work, constant communication, and adjusting. Again, it's similar to that relationship. It's a long-term partnership. So what do you do when things get tough? You talk about it. You listen to your business. You ask it, what's wrong? You ask, how can I support you in these moments? What changes do we need to make? What do we need to release? This is the expansion. It's those negative feelings that we're constantly trying to escape from. Expansion is painful. Growth is painful. But that doesn't mean that you weren't built for it. Every single challenge that you've had in your life, you were specifically and uniquely designed to overcome. This is part of the human experience, is having this full range of emotions. And if we want everything to feel good all the time, I mean, if that's where you're at, running a business is going to feel like a constant struggle. If you're trying to constantly avoid those negative emotions, I just want to sit back and I want people to come to me and I don't want to put myself out there and I just want all these things to fall in my lap. That's not the way that it works. You have to take that aligned and inspired action. That's the way that the universe knows what it is that you want. The universe can't know what you want unless you give it feedback by taking action. So it's time to embrace the negative feelings, understanding that they're going to be there. But because you've built up this trust with yourself, you know that you can handle it. You know that because of that, that will build your comfort levels, that will build your tolerance to the discomfort, and that slowly that circle will expand further and further and further. And if you're on this other side and you're feeling a little bit too comfortable in your business, it's time to shake things up, time to get outside of your comfort zone. I always tell my clients, if you can give yourself a gold star at the end of the day for getting uncomfortable, you are growing your business. No matter what you did inside your business, whether it's looking at your bank account, whether it is inviting somebody to get on a discovery call with you, whatever it is, whether it's just showing up on stories. If you got uncomfortable today, you are growing. So let me know if this was helpful for you. Again, my five-step process here, what we're doing, we are identifying your why, coming back and connecting with why you're doing this in the first place, both for yourself and your clients. We're identifying your specific blocks. Then we're making an action plan to move through those blocks This is going to build up trust with yourself, which will in turn expand your tolerance for the discomfort and you get to repeat this process over and over and over again. So let me know, tag me on Instagram if this was helpful for you. I'd love to hear if you identified with any of these specific blocks that we talked about. Tag me on stories. I'm at expand with Chelsea. Go ahead and leave a rating and a review if you haven't yet already. It really helps me. It helps other people find the show. If you have people in your life that you think would benefit from listening to this, putting themselves out there, stepping into their confidence, stepping into their power, go ahead and send it on over to them. I'd be super appreciative. In part number five, we're going to be getting into building authority in your niche. So how to position yourself as an expert so that people know to come to you. And then lastly, in part six, we're getting into how to stop working for free and start charging your worth. This is going to be a good one. Don't miss this one. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next episode. Thank you.